Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. When we live in a false reality, here's what happens is we miss out on what's reality. You know, and you start creating a world, creating a Christianity if we can. You create this religion um, where it's not actually real. You might think it's real and your perception says it's real. But a lot of times you can live in that so long that you forget what is truth. And so we're going to be exposing these and engaging the truth. And I'm so excited. You ready to get ready? You ready to get started? Ready to get ready to get started? All right. So lie number one. Lie number one. God is mad. God is mad. God is mad. Such an angry God. Lie number one. That's, that's one of the biggest lies I think that has been plaguing our nation uh, for years. I don't even know how long. But this whole mindset and re- this like perception that we have this angry God who sits on his throne and judges the world and condemns the world. Where you think, you know, God so hated the world that he sent his son to condemn it, right? He sent his son so that he could point out and say, ah, you sinned going to hell. I'm going to punish you for all these things. And, and you see this a lot when natural disasters start to take place. You hear it in conversations where it's like, why would God do that? Man, someone must be messing up in California. Look at all them fires. Like someone get right. Someone turn to Jesus. Have a Jesus moment because God is mad. All these natural disasters that happen in our world, sometimes we can point the finger and say, well, why would God do something like that? Why would he let bad things happen to good people? How many of you said that, right? You're in a situation like, why? I don't understand. Why would God allow this to happen to me? Why would God allow this to happen to my loved one? Why wouldn't he step in? Isn't he a good father? Don't we always sing about him being in a good mood? So why is he this angry God all of a sudden and he's lashing out on the world and, and destroying it? And as long as we have that reality, we have this reality that God has bad things come out of him as well as good things. But it's actually a lie. And as long as we continue to believe that, we, we don't truly see who God is. Who God is. So we're going to be jotting down some scriptures. I want you to take notes today. Would you just write these scriptures down? These are going to be good to look back on um, just to keep this truth in front of you. We're going to have this on the, the app as well so you can look back. Just get this truth in us because we're not just exposing lies. We're engaging truth, right? So we're getting this in our spirits. We're getting this in our minds. This is what is the word of God. And so I want to look at um, truth number one. Truth number one. We're going to be breaking this apart. God is good. And we live in a fallen world. That's truth number one. God is good, but we live in a fallen world. You see, everything was good, right? Adam and Eve were naked, eating fruit off trees, hanging with the animals. Life was amazing. And then sin came into the world. And when sin came in, it messed everything up. 
All of a sudden, this perfect world that God created for us to live in now is jacked up with sin, and now we live in a fallen, broken, flawed world full of fallen, broken, flawed people. And so we live in this reality of life that happens. Sometimes it happens hard. Sometimes it happens fast. Sometimes it hits you when you don't expect it. Life takes place because we live in a fallen world. But if we can get that reality that God is good, everything that comes from him is good. He's in a good mood. He's so full of love and all this stuff. But the reality of where we live is a fallen, broken world. So everything that happens around us is not from God, but it's a part of the fallen world that we live in. You with me? But God is always in a good mood. Let's, let's break it apart with some scripture. I write these things down. I'm just going to jot them down real quick. I'm going to shoot them out real quick. First John 1.5 says, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. At all. How many know bad things can happen in the dark? Right? That's why we all have security lights on those sketchy corners and sketchy alleyways, right? That's why you bring out your flashlight when you're looking like, oh, it's so scary. Because light overtakes darkness and light is good. Where the light is, good things happen, right? And darkness can't. And so the Bible says that God is light. There is no darkness in him. No wrong, no bad, no deceit, no nothing. It's all Good. In uh, Psalm 119, verse 68 says, David says, you are good and what you do is good. That's the definition right there. Our father is good and everything he does is good. Praise the Lord. He's good. Um, and then in Galatians 5, says, but the fruit of the spirit. Now he's talking about this tree and you know, fruit, you know, you can tell a tree what it is by its fruit, right? Right? And so he's talking about the fruit of the Spirit. Everything that's coming out of the Spirit of God is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That does not sound like a judgmental, impatient, mean God who can't wait to punish you. What did you do today? I'm going to squish you. I always think of, like, God, I have this mental picture, like, we're all ants, you know? He's like, if he snuffs us out, he can just squish us. But that's not what God is. God is a fool. Everything that comes out of him is just goodness. It's, it's love and joy and peace and patience and, and self-control and all this goodness coming out of his life. How many have met people with some bad fruit? Don't raise your hand. You might be sitting next to him. You met somebody with some bad fruit because fruit is the, it's just the out, outward expression of what's going on, on the inside, right? And, and, and the, the scripture says, hey, the fruit of the spirit, everything that comes out of the Father is nothing but good. It's good. And when you're in him, you're good. In fact, David said in Psalm uh, 34, 8, he said, taste and see that the Lord is good. How blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Now, this is a man who has been to a really good restaurant. Have you ever been to a good restaurant and you try a dish and you're like, oh my goodness, wait till I spread the word. Man, we went to Green Eggs Cafe. I don't know if you've ever been there, but that place is heaven on earth, okay? I think an angel came down to start the business, but 
We were eating there, and I got the red velvet pancakes. I'm telling you what, this thing was as big as my torso, okay? Just stacked high. It was amazing. You know what the first thing I did? I told someone about it. David said, I've experienced God. I've experienced who he is, and you got to taste him. He is so good. Everything that comes out of his presence is so good. In fact, those who get underneath his presence and are in his refuge are blessed. They're blessed. God is good. He's so good. Everything that's in his presence is good. He's a good father. Good things come from him. Man. In Psalm 16, verse 11, it says, You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. I mean, no, there's, there's joy in his presence. There's goodness in his presence. There's strength in his presence. In with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Hallelujah. God loved the world so much. See, we, we get this mindset that God is mad and God is angry. And when we do that, we don't experience who he truly is. This good father with loving arms to surround us. This loving father that, that loves us so much. In fact, God loved us so much that he couldn't stay where he was. He had to wrap his son in flesh and send him to the world to show us how much he loved us. He had to. It was, there was a disconnect and he had to show the world, this is how much I love you. I'm going to send my son Jesus so he'll die for your sins. He'll die for all that, that plagues you and comes against you because you, like reality is we live in a fallen world so life happens. But God sent Jesus to love on us and give us hope and strength that we could have in him. And so we have to ask, you know, Let's, let's put it out on the table because we're a church of conversations. And so let's talk about what about when he disciplines us, right? So is God mad when he disciplines? You see, God doesn't discipline out of anger. In fact, if we have any parents in the building, you know disciplining out of anger does not work. In fact, there's systems set up for parents like that. When parents react out of anger, there's a system set up to where they come in and they take the children out of the house of those in a bad mood, disciplining out of anger, and they put them in a house where people are in a good mood who discipline out of correction and love, right? And see what the father does, he doesn't discipline to punish, he disciplines to correct us to greatness. You see my kids, if you know my kids, Zion and Anne, they're amazing, incredible kids. They ain't perfect. Okay, don't let them fool you with the cuteness. They ain't perfect. And see, in our house, we have a culture. It's the Hollis culture. How many have parents that have ever said that to you? Remember who you are. Remember your last name. You know, it's like, Hollis. Oh my word, this is so embarrassing. But it's like, in my house, there's a culture. There's a standard that we live to because we believe we're set apart for greatness. I believe they hold the future. And so we're setting ourselves up to be the set apart generation that God's blessing pouring his favor out on so we can change the world for Jesus Christ, right? That's just the way we roll. So in my house, there's a standard of living. I know it's not the standard all around. 
It's not the, maybe not the standard you have in your house, but in my house, we have a standard of living. And when the kids get off track of that and they start to settle, how many kids settle in your house? Lord, come down in this place right now. Deliver, deliver these kids from the demons that come on them. In the name of Jesus. You know what I'm talking about. When they get off the standard and they start living on another level. Uh, uh, uh. And I don't discipline to punish, but I discipline to bring them up to the greatness that I know they were designed for. See, when God steps into your life, most times in discipline, he brings you back to the great life that he designed for you. Because when we get off, we deal with sin's consequences. When we, he disciplines us, he brings us into his loving correction. And so what happens is we, he helps us so that we don't deal with sin's consequence. And he brings us in so that we do deal with his loving correction. I would rather my kids deal with my loving correction than someday deal with the world's punishment. Does that make sense? Because someday someone's not going to say, now Zion on A, I told you many times not to do that. They're going to say, get in the back of the cop car, we're going to jail. Right? I don't want that. As a father, I know they're made for greatness. Not just okay. They're made for greatness. Right? My kids are going to rock the world, people. And it's because I'm a loving father and I'm going to correct them into the life that God has for them. That's what God does. That's what God does. He steps in. He says, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Don't get off. I have so much goodness and, and joy and love in my presence. And when you get off, you miss out on all that. And so when God corrects, he disciplines, he brings you into his presence so that you can experience all that he is. His goodness. He's a good, good father. And everything that flows out of him is good. So he brings us in. He brings us in because God is a just God, right? How many know the world would be chaos without justice? Can't imagine, you know? You seen The Purge? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to live in that world. So praise God for justice. God's a just God, but he always corrects his children to bring them into the life of love, joy, peace, patience, strength, all that he is, he pours out on us in his presence. Wouldn't you want to keep your children there? So God's not mad. God's not mad. And Romans 5.8 says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were still pointing fingers and hating on him and saying, no, never. Why could you? And you're so, God still loved. And he still died and he broke the sin. And here's what happened is, you know, you read in the Bible in the Old Testament, if you're, if you're just getting started with the Bible and you started in Genesis, um, good luck. Whew. You know, you're going to be reading a lot of things. You're like, what the jazz is this? But in the Old Testament, you read a lot about, you know, uh, the people of, of God, you know, and they, they make uh, a move that's wrong and like God's wrath and all this stuff. And then Jesus came in to change it all, right? And when Jesus came, he took on all the wrath, all the condemnation, all the things that should have been ours to have. He took it all upon himself and he died on the cross. And with him died all condemnation, all judgment, all of it. It died on the cross. And when he rose from the dead, all of a sudden he created this new presence that we could freely walk into and accept his grace and mercy. However we are, we don't have to present ourselves in a holy, fashionable way. We just have to walk into his presence dirty, shameful, 
all the things that are still on us, and in God's presence is goodness and forgiveness and love and all that he is. And God pours that out on us. In Romans 8, 28, I love this scripture. It says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Not all things are good. In fact, there are a lot in this room that you've been through life that has not been good. And, and a lot of times we come to God with a filter of what we've experienced in the past. And so there, there might be some in this room that have experienced an f- uh, earthly father that is not a good representation of who the heavenly father is. And so your definition of a father is way off. Because every time you come to God and you've done something wrong, you're, you're, you're not sure what he's going to do or how, how mad he will be or, or what he'll do to punish you. And so we, we, we approach a God saying, God, I, I, I don't know if I'm good enough. I don't, I don't know if I'm worthy. But, but God, I, I want to serve you. And, 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 and the thing is that God is so good and so merciful and so full of joy and all that he is that when we come to him, we don't have to come with him like, like sheepishly and, and, and afraid because he's a good father. And he wraps us in who he is. And our job is so good because we're going to go out and we're going to bless um, some people with some coffee at Penn Treaty Park. And I'm so excited. Our job is so good. Check this out. We get to come in here and we get to receive his love. As Christians, as you come into Christ, you receive all that he is, right? So we've been doing all morning, man. Just singing songs and receiving who he is. And he's, he's healing. He's, he's doing amazing things in our life. And then out of that, now we get to go tell the world and show the world how good our father is. We get to share his goodness with them. Man, we get to look around our neighborhood and say, who hasn't tasted and seen that the Lord is good? I go to my work. Who hasn't seen? Who hasn't tasted him yet? Man, I encourage you. We just got our smoke and mirrors uh, invites in. They're dope. They're really cool. They're super cool. But I, I encourage you, get a stack of them and do it on purpose as like restaurant invites. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, you got to try this. You got to try. This has changed my life. Like Jesus has rocked my world. Like he's good. Like I don't know what you've been trying, but let me tell you this. He is the answer. He has set me free. Right? And when we've experienced that goodness in the Father, now we just go out and say, all right, I'm going to bless you. And people are like, why? Why are you being so generous? Why are you doing all? It's because God is good. He's so good. He's done so much for us. How can we not share it with the world? How can we not spread the love of Jesus everywhere we go? How can we not serve? And say, how can we meet your need? How can we love on you? Because of what he's done in us, now we can share the love through us, right? We can get it out because God is not mad. God is good. God is good. I don't know how you've experienced life on earth or how you've come to God through a filter. And maybe today even you walked in just a little bit. Maybe this week has been one of those weeks and maybe you've had some things happen where you're not proud of the things that you've done or whatever. I don't know how you've come into this place. But I want to take a moment and in his presence as we sing this, you're a good, good father. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. 
And I want, if you, you say, hey, Lodge, I would love for somebody to pray with me today that, that I could just experience the Father's love. So God wants to encounter you today, but not in a way that you've seen him before, but as a good father, as a good dad, as someone who loves so much that he wraps his loving arms around you. And you're going to encounter him in a couple ways. Some of you might be coming in with, with some sickness or illnesses, and today God's going to heal you in his presence. He's going to heal you and show you how good he is, show you how much he's about you. He's obsessed with you so much. He's going to pour out his healing power into your life. Some of you that come in and broken, and you got some broken pieces. In fact, you, you bring in your wheelbarrow full of broken pieces, and you walk around every day with this, this wheelbarrow full of broken pieces. But today, God wants to put you all together, make you whole in his presence. He's going to do that in you. And you might, you might be sitting there, you might be crying in his presence. That's good. God's going to heal you from top to bottom. God's going to pour out his spirit on you. Maybe you've never had a good father in your life. Today, God's going to wrap his arms around you. You're going to feel the embrace of a true father, of a true father who loves you, who is so about you, who's obsessed with your, with your well-being and for you to be everything that he's designed you to be. If you're in this place, you say, I would love to get surrounded by his love today. Would you just stand on your feet and lift both hands up? Say, Lodge, yeah, that's me. I want to be embraced by the Father today. Come on, you need something from God today. You need the good, good Father to wrap his arms around you. If you're sitting around those that are standing, would you just gather around them and lay your hands on them? We're going to pray that God would just encounter us today. He would encounter us today. Hallelujah, Jesus. It's who I am. Oh, Come on, take on who he is right now. Surrounding you with his presence. Surrounding you with who he is. His love, his joy, his peace, making you whole. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.